Hello and welcome to Horrible Friends. It's a podcast in book club-ish format. Uh, starting off, my name's Kyle. I'm Chris. I'm Mike. I'm Dan. And I'm Jarvis. And this week we're going to bring you Happy Death Day from 2017. And the way this podcast generally works is we are going to give a little bit of history. We're going to talk about the plot. We're going to talk about the cinematography, special effects, sound music, all that fun stuff, and round it out with a little bit of a spoopy meter. Uh, starting out, Dan, do you have any history for Happy Death Day? Yes, sir. So Happy Death Day came out in 2017. The director of this was Christopher Landon, who's known for doing the sequel to Happy Death Day, which is Happy Death Day to You, Freaky, Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse, and Burning Palms. And the writer for this is Scott Lobdell. Lobdell? I'm not really not sure how to say his last name. Sorry, it's something like that. Sorry, Scott. Uh, and he wrote the sequel to Happy Death Day. Again, Happy Death Day to you. He wrote Critters Attack and Man of the House. <laughs> that one ends on a weird note. <laughs> Was that the Tommy Lee Jones babysitter movie? I think so, yes. That's wow. the thing? I thought you were doing a bit. Oh, no. Like that, I, I remember, right? Tommy Lee Jones is protecting a bunch of sorority girls who re- witnessed a murder. I want to say that's what it is. That is the movie. Yep, that is exactly the movie. And other 2017 horror movies that we could have watched were The Ritual, Terrified, and 1922. But we, we actually watched Terrified, so I guess I shouldn't say we could have watched. We already watched that. The budget for this was $4.8 million, which is crazy. That is so low. Like, not a lot of money. Yeah, it's pretty low. No, this was a Bloomhouse movie, and Bloomhouse is known for doing low-budget very good horror movies. Those two things are usually not synonymous with one another, but no, this this definitely shows that it can be done. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think majority of people who have watched this agree because the box office for this was one hundred and twenty five point five million. <sighs> Holy actual Santa Claus shit! <laughs> you know, I see why they got a sequel so quick. Yeah, it makes sense. Good. It's a really fun movie. Do it again. <laughs> and again, and again, and again, and again. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's a good joke, right? Uh, the film location for this was New Orleans and Vancouver, Canada. No, not this time. No, uh, suck it, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> and LA. Now they they filmed a bunch of different areas in LA, New Orleans, but the one that I will specifically say is Loyola University in New Orleans. They did a lot of filming there for the university shots. The runtime for this is 96 minutes, so it's not a very long movie. Our taglines for this, let's see if you guys like these ones. So we have get up, live your day, get killed, again. Eh. Convoluted, but yeah. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. How about this one? Make every death count. I like Better. that. I think this one, this next one's my favorite. It gives me a Simpsons vibe. Worst birthday ever. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Love it. <laughs> uh, the next one, there's a lot of them. Unlimited amount of lives, unlimited amount of chances to find the killer. No, <laughs> no that's terrible. Yeah, it's that's a good one. Yeah, that's, that's, it's going to, unlimited amount of lives, unlimited amount of chances to find a killer who's actually. <laughs> Let's just keep going. Yeah, <laughs> it's, but spoiler it's, alert, it may not be. But also, surprise, there unlim- might be a limit to the lives. Unlimited amount of chances to find the killer. We start the movie looking at... <laughs> <laughs> it's just a breakdown of the entire movie. The next one is Die, Repeat. That's like, that's like uh, Edge of Tomorrow, Live, Die, Repeat. Yeah. Yeah, I, so so far I, I like one, and that was the second one, I believe. Oh, we got two two more. One of them. Two I like. more. Yeah, there's a lot. Good Christ! How will you die of old age? Listening to these taglines. That's just that's just, that's just everyone <laughs> asking the, the age old question. <laughs> yeah, correct. I don't know. 
I yeah, <laughs> I don't care. All right. Well, this is the last one, and I like this one. Find your killer or die trying. Yeah, all right. Yeah, like but after you die trying, you get another chance <laughs> yeah. to find your killer. <laughs> With unlimited lives, but possibly maybe not unlimited. We're not sure yet. There might be a direction, and here we go. <laughs> all right, and lastly, our nude clock, which we do every week, which uh, is really just to point out the absurdity of nudity in horror movies. And this week we clock in at uh, nothing because we didn't have any nudity. Yeah, implied, but never actually shown. Unless the, unless we've all been so sex deprived that the small of a woman's back <laughs> without clothing. I saw top cheek. That's in the I saw crack and top cheek. <laughs> Absolute baboons. You know what? I think I think I'm Amish now, so I would I, I would count that. <laughs> Did you Don't, see that harlot's ankle? <laughs> Don't ask me how oh. I watch this movie. <laughs> Horsepowered television. Yeah. Ah, electricity. That's the devil's work. And speaking <laughs> of the devil's work, I'm going to pass it over to Mike. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I the way the movie starts, I thought it was really cool way to kind of set the tone for the movie. It has the Universal logo come yes. on the screen, and it repeats about three times. Loved it. Yeah, yeah it's not it. often that we have like good pre-credit logo scenes that yeah. actually correspond to the movies anymore. It's very good. Yeah, no, it was a fun blip. It's fun when like the studio gets behind a movie, and it's like, you know, what can we do to make this fun? Universal did a good job with that. Well, they also did. Um, oh no, I'm, I was thinking of uh, DreamWorks. They they had a fun one with um, Jurassic Park movies, I think. Or, or at least the game they did. So, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes they get it on. It's pretty good. So the movie opens up with Tree, a college girl. How many? <laughs> Tree Fitty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's waking up in an unfamiliar dorm room. She had gotten blackout drunk the night before and doesn't remember anything that happened. As she's walking across campus, she comes across a few different characters that we're going to see over and over again throughout the movie. It's a goth leering at her, a girl wanting her to sign a petition about global warming, a couple being soaked by sprinklers on the quad, a car alarm going off, and a fraternity hazing. Also a guy she had a date with previously whose text she was not answering. Yeah. So, like, just generally, like, I think to summarize, it's just sort of a quirky assortment of, like, quintessential college-isms. So, uh, especially starting out with, like, the morning the morning after you know yeah and this is like not another teen movie teen movie movie it, it's funny like the music is, is pretty much like um what's his name um fuck mm-hmm. yep yep good old fuck. i wish that was my name <laughs> good old fuck <laughs> i like it no I, the whole opening was kind of was quick it's fast the music is you know it kind of has like this busy bee energy to it like there's just a lot going on on campus and then she is just, I mean, just such a bitch. I mean, such a kappa. Yeah. Such a kappa. I really tried to give her the benefit of the doubt and be like, ah, you know what? I'd be cranky if I woke up someplace where I didn't know to. And I was like, eh, I'd probably feel some sort of way if I was doing a walk of shame like that. But that, like, just every interaction she has, it's just like, okay, I get it. I'm supposed to hate her. Okay, I hate her. I hate her. I hate her. How you hated her for those reasons, it made me like her more for every bitchy action she took. Uh-huh. Oh, I realize she's just a future Karen. The future is not too far away with her. Yeah. <laughs> the future is now. Yeah, I think the good thing about showing all these different, like, characters that she comes across because it comes into play later on in the movie how she gets to know the routine of everybody as she keeps repeating the day over and over again. But anyway, she makes it back to her sorority house where her roommate breaks down what happened to her the previous night. This is when her roommate gives her a cupcake because it's her birthday and Tree throws the cupcake in the trash and heads off to class. Ouch. As a fat man, that hurt to see. Why? Does she throw it in the trash? Oh my god, way too many carbs for a kappa. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this was actually the moment where I was like, ew, fuck you. Just eat the fucking cupcake. Like she made it for you. The hell's wrong with you? Her, like the roomie was weird, but like, dude, uh, it's I'm so easily disarmed because the minute she brought out that cupcake, I'm like, dude, we'd be besties. 
Like, I wouldn't take a cupcake <laughs> from anybody like that. Like if someone's trying to give it's me a cupcake. She's a roommate. If someone's trying to give me a cupcake for my birthday, I don't I don't want it. I want how my birthday actually happens now. I've completely ignored and forgotten. <laughs> and a, a note for the listeners. Mike loves yeah. pistachio cupcakes left on his doorstep. <laughs> and carolers. Yes. You can, if you can mix the two. If you are a caroler and you bring me cupcakes, I am armed. <laughs> I am armed. <laughs> Yeah, no, it, this is, again, this movie is full of tropes, but it eventually starts working for the movie, which is nice. It's not just like it's tropey and then they just kind of deal with it. They they use it to its advantage. And the trope here is you have like the sorority, the, the epitome of sorority girls. You've seen a couple of them. And then the the exact opposite, which is usually the main character, I thought, but the, uh, which is the less understood, nerdy, intelligent female character, which is who her roommate is she's just like a, a super crazy smart med student or something like that and i was like okay i see where this is going okay. uh later on during the day at a sorority meeting on the quad carter the boy whose room that tree had woken up in earlier meets tree to return her bracelet that she had left in the dorm room good guy carter yeah, yeah. Let's talk about good guy Carter. Carter, take some notes. Pull up a chair, pal. You never give the necklace back. Never. Well, especially okay. when it's a bracelet. Or the bracelet. <laughs> or go or the bracelet. Or go fuck yourself, Chris. But say, wait a minute, this isn't my necklace. I lost my bracelet. Oh, right. <laughs> Is this your card? He just like digs through his pockets and he's pulling out like rings and watches and he's like, a bracelet, okay. So these are not your gold teeth either. Hold on. Hold on. No, man. You wait a week. You text her at 10 p.m. when you know she's at the bar. And then swiggity swooty, you get a second (laughs) helping of that booty. Like, easy. But he he never got his first helping of that booty. That's true. We don't know that yet, though. I I loved Carter from the moment that I saw the Mystery Science Theater 3000 poster. I was like, I love this man. Can we just talk about the mascot? Like who the the, the weirdest we fucking college the mascot ever? Who the <laughs> Can fuck? we not talk about the mascot? Who what, goes what? to a college? Who goes to Bayfield University to become a Bayfield baby? What the fuck? It's pretty good. It's <laughs> pretty terrifying. That's the weirdest mascot I've ever seen. It. Yep. Yeah, I've got nothing else. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. It's um, it's the worst. They should take a page out of another team's playbook and just be called the Bayfield mascot teams. <laughs> the Bayfield football team. <laughs> the, Dude, the I feel humans. <laughs> I feel like there's a university in like Arizona somewhere called like you know the the fucking. Monroeville like meth woodchucks, and that's still a better fucking <laughs> university mascot than the Bayfield babies. I, <laughs> Monroeville meth woodchucks. I wish yeah. we could get that on a t-shirt. Like just a woodchuck just shoving the needle in its arm, just <laughs> coming to a merch store near you. I was gonna say that is that is plausible. Hey, if there was a team called the meth woodchucks, I would buy every piece of merchandise that they had. I'd have sweatshirts, hats. Every piece. <laughs> the needles, yeah. Every needle. Every needle. You're not a true woodchuck unless you do the meth, too. Inject the woodchucks right into my veins. <laughs> <laughs> you never catch the woodchuck, you know? That's the that's the thing. The woodchuck you just chase. You. you just chase You just chase it forever. <laughs> So because tree- it's, it's made of it's made of lightning, real lightning. Now that's a callback. Wait, that, wow, four hundred babies. Four hundred babies. <laughs> it's made of lightning, real, real lightning. lightning. God, we're fucking old, guys. What the <laughs> fuck? I'm gonna that die was- someday. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a primordial internet video for all you youngins out there. Well, the good thing about you dying someday is you just get to try yeah. again. That's true. That's what I've learned. But what else happens? Well, Trey goes to the university hospital where she meets up with a professor who it's revealed she is having an affair with. And his wife almost walks in on the two of them. Oops. Well, 
that's my fetish. So, I mean, I'd have been yeah. fine with it. Which part? Specifically. Yeah, the, do you want to be the one getting walked in on or the one doing the walk in? I or, per, or I personally would have been happy if the wife would have been wearing like a Wonder Woman outfit and then like just looking through like a peephole, just watching everything happen. And Dan is sewed into the chair in the why? doctor's office. <laughs> okay, why? Why Wonder Woman? Like is I know, that, I know is that your thing? Because like. Why would you feel the need to specifically? Whoa! Dan Dan was making a slight Rick and Morty reference. I just want to be lassoed of truth. (laughs) Well, aside from that, we're getting dangerously close to kink shaming here. There, Mike. Uh So it was. It was not (laughs) any shame. It was just a question for clarity. Look, that sounded like shame. Your yeah, clarity. Private, okay. Okay. So I'm going to yeah. give you 95 percent of the details, but the last five percent. Yeah, that's way too private. private. Look, I'm him. telling you. I'm telling you about how I'm fucking my wife in the ass, and you're asking <laughs> all these questions. Right? <laughs> that's between him, the chair, and the guy who sews him into it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Have some fucking respect for his privacy. I I'm, I will make more of an effort to be more respectful of. Would you, Wonder Woman, and your wife do on a semi-regular basis? And Spider-Man. And, and Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man just watches from the bushes. Spray me with the web, Spidey. No, God. <laughs> no, that's not Step webbing. Spider. Step Spider. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, later, Tree is walking to the party that's going on that night. And she's listening to a message from her father, who she had ditched earlier, who she had a lunch plans with. Tree is drawn to a music box in a secluded area and is confronted by someone, the school's mascot, as we mentioned, who is a giant baby. After a brief chase, he catches her. Yeah, I, I, I just wanted to say it was time to make like a tree and leaf at that point. Like, shouldn't have gone for the music box. Yeah, probably mm-hmm. <sighs> Are we to expect more puns out of you tonight, Dan? Oh, is it, it's only just begun. <laughs> okay, are all your puns tree-based? Look, I know you guys are sick of more of these puns. <laughs> no, oh, no, no. <laughs> Dan, I think you're barking up the wrong tree. Let's no. know. You know Damn it. It's funny that you say that because that, that might be one of my puns. But I'm not going to stray uh-huh. away from my puns. I'm going to say it anyway, damn it. I wrote it down. It's on the paper. Okay. <laughs> I will maybe just have to refer to her by her full name, Teresa, for the rest of this movie. Look, here, here's my thoughts. Kappa's never walk alone. I'm calling bullshit. All right. Who goes from Teresa to Tree? Isn't it usually Terry? No, it's Tree. I would oh, rather okay, be sorry. called Tree than Terry. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody wants to be called Nobody Terry. Nobody wants to be called Terry. Male, female, no one wants to be a Terry. You can run, but you can't hide, bitch. And by the way, <laughs> if you feel any sort of way towards any of my comments, uh, anyone out there named Terry, uh, hate mail is still mail. We like mail. Send us mail. <laughs> yeah. To, email at horriblefriends.gmail.com. Send all of your Terrys. So after a brief chase, uh, the baby mascot catches her and stabs her to death, and the movie cuts to black. So a question I will pose is if a tree is stabbed on a college campus and no one's around to hear her, <laughs> does she make a sound? Uh, get in on this. Come on, Mike. <laughs> <There we go. laughs> Let's jump in with both feet, boys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, good stuff. It's starting out strong, I guess. The movie restarted just like if you didn't know the premise of it, which I mean, you'd have to go in pretty blind to not know what the premise is. You'd be like, okay, weird start. And then you would expect it to move on. Uh, No, not at all. Same movie. Let's do it again. And do it again. They do is because the movie comes back and Tree is waking up back in the dorm room from the beginning for the second morning. To her alarm, or sorry, not alarm, a phone call, which I wanted to bring this up before. Why does her dad's ringtone have to be that song? Or is all of her ringtones, it's your birthday? I would imagine she set all ringtones to her. It's your birthday. Or maybe her friends did to fuck with her. Well, the funny thing about that, too, is just a side note. In the original trailers for this movie, the song that plays on the phone is In the Club by 50 Cent. And when a movie came (laughs) out and I saw it for the first time when it came out, 
that song came on, it was just kind of jarring after all the marketing was 50 Cent in the club. That's hilarious. I will pose I, I will pose another question while we're here. So now that we've seen the killer, how do we feel about the mask? All right. So clearly it's 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 the mascot no. of the college. Uh but how does it stand on my rights in the slasher realm? I I I loved it, but I hated it. If it had been that like hyper realistic baby mask, I think it would have been even worse, and I would have loved it. Oh, more. absolutely! <laughs> I feel like a good slasher movie is a lot like '80s hair metal, where it was all about the gimmick. So, like a good slasher movie is only as good as like the mask, as the disguise. You know what I mean? Because you it's think only slashers. as good as the '80s metal. Yeah, yeah. I think the I mask was so good because it was so simple. And it, it just, it was one of those things where it's like, oh, anyone can pick this up. And it just, there was nothing special to it. It was just perfect. A black hood on, mask on, boom. Like, it, it was good. It was a great look. Do we, do we think it's iconic, though? I don't know. I wouldn't say iconic. Because it's, like, kind of cheesy. And if you think of other iconic masks, like Michael Myers and Ghostface, those... Don't look jokey, but mm-hmm. just a giant baby's kind of like a corny, cheesy mask. A little campy. Definitely a little campy. Okay. So we see the same scene playing out from earlier, where Tree looks confused in this dorm room while she's trying to figure out what's going on. After leaving the dorm, she comes across the same people from the previous day. The girl with a petition, the sprinkler couple, the fraternity hazing. And it's the same situation at the sorority house. She has a little back and forth with her sorority sister about where she was the night before. And yeah, but it's okay because Danielle's all bark, no bite. Oh, mm-hmm. damn it. Are we keeping a count? Oh, you know, I just got that one. And yeah, that is words you said. <laughs> <laughs> That's two. I mean, too bad it's not three. Anyway, <laughs> the day continues this way, and we see Tree watching a video of past birthday on her phone. Uh, this time, while she's walking to the party, and she avoids the music box, and she actually makes it to the party. Uh, later at the party, she goes off to her room with the guy, Nick, and while she's distracted, he's attacked and killed, and the same thing happens to her. She is killed again didn't this room just look like what everyone imagines jarvis's room looks like oh, you mean the pleasure no. dome the pleasure <laughs> dome. Oh, yeah. don't make i i'm i'm nothing short of a douchebag i'll agree with you there but god i'm not pleasure dome douchebag level <laughs> that guy it is fucking nothing short of incredible that he's ever had sex with a human woman in that room he, he even has hasn't <laughs> yeah do, do we don't know yeah uh, I, I do cer- want to go. He certainly didn't that time. Can, yeah, can we go back real quick? Sorry, to the party. Know, uh, before the party, actually, when she comes back the second time, right, and she goes back into her sorority, um, uh, Danielle says something about uh, she's or I'm sorry, Tree says something like, "Oh, I think I have deja vu," and Danielle's like, "Ah, oh, I have deja vu all the time. It just means someone's masturbating to you." Uh, this is this is for the listeners. I appreciate it, but please stop masturbating to me so much. I am having a lot of trouble concentrating. I appreciate it. I do. It's you know, I it's thoughtful, but I I need to pay attention at work. So thank you, Jarvis. I think you might actually just have like an aneurysm, and I think you need to go to the hospital. <laughs> do I smell toast? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I was going to apologize and say, Jarvis, I'll stop. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's why I made the aneurysm joke because I didn't want him to catch on that it's me. <laughs> Travis, we'll all stop, okay? We're sorry. Travis, when you're taking your fat break during the editing, can you just make sure you uh, cut around this? Now I do what I want. Or, or to just... the listeners, I, I may have jumped the gun a little. It seems. <laughs> <laughs> it was all us. Turns out it was man. <laughs> um, I, I wanted to go back to the party because they get they get to this party and the party actually starts bumping and they're like looking around the room. And it's like, oh, cool. There's dancing and there's people drinking and there's people playing foosball. OK, and it, like it started going down like a weird, wild thing of things that would never happen at like a, a actual like frat party because there's never space. Yeah. 
it, this is a very large house apparently and they're all just playing foosball and like i think they were uh playing twister over in another corner it was really weird yeah there's a lot happening uh, i'll definitely agree with that um i what i do really like is that the second time around like she 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 knows there's something wrong the entire day leading up to this point like she is just she's so on edge but by the time she gets to the party she is lulled immediately into a false sense of security and she's right back to her original character yep just a complete bitch that's called alcohol but <laughs> i i think it's called sorority and also it's she hasn't experienced it enough times to really correlate. Like it could have just been a terribly bad dream for whatever reason. And now she's like, okay, I guess it's not anything, but then she catches on pretty quick. In addition, uh, now let's go back to the attack, uh, where she's killed the second time around in the pleasure dome. Um, shall we have a moment of silence as the frat dude disregards trees cries for help? Uh, oh the moment of goodness. silence oh, will be for will be for Dan to recite his essay on campus sexual <laughs> assault uh, titled Sexual Microaggressions of Higher Learning. That's well, not even microaggressions. That's just aggression. That was like, hey, <laughs> I'm watching rape happen. Uh, yeah, go ahead, bro. Go ahead and do it. Yep. Yeah, that's that's macroaggression. <laughs> He's he just like he's just like hell yeah, brother! He just fucking runs out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> horrible, horrible. Yeah, those, those damn Zetas. Yeah, you know what they say about Zetas? They, I they rape everybody. No, I, you know what they say. I don't need to say it. You know what they say. <laughs> <laughs> so with the second loop, I'm going to pose a question: If a tree gets killed at a college campus. And no one's trying to hear it. Does it make a sound? Mm, not this time. Nope. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go with no because the music in the Pleasure Dome was fucking bumping, baby. <laughs> I I will say that when she woke up after the second death, she Tree was not looking good. She was the skinny as a twig. <sighs> Fuck. <laughs> God damn it. How? Okay. <laughs> Let me collect myself. That's three. That's three. Yes, thank you. Um, how disrespectful is it to be killed by a bong? Like I, yeah. I think in the hierarchy of murder, <laughs> that's pretty up there. I'm just saying, Regina George would never. That's where I'm. <laughs> it's definitely not fetch. Chris, so stop, not stop fetch. trying to make fetch happen. It's, it's not going to happen. Now, bong murder. That that could happen. It did happen. It did happen. It, in all seriousness, though, like even we, like I'll bring it up at this point. But all this, all these kills, like the movie does such a great job with the suspense, right? Like it, it really builds it. Like the tunnel scene, I really, I knew what was going to happen, but like I just felt very suspenseful. And and the scene with like the bong stabbing, it's like the movie knew what it was doing. And they really went back to their roots as a horror movie to do it. We haven't even begun to talk about the professor. Oh, we haven't seen much of him yet. I think on the one of the next couple of loops, we really see more of him. Well, we see we've seen him twice. I mean, at this, so we uh, we know that she's they're banging, and she did the pro gamer move with the chair with the door, and then the wife you know, knocks and walks in later. But the second go around, the same thing happens again. And she goes to him, basically asks him for help. And, but you just see what a desperate, like white collar, white collar beta boy he is. A white collar. White collar. White collar. I'm sorry. We're not in New York anymore. <laughs> but uh, no, because he's just like, he's just like, oh, you're not falling in love with me. And then he's like, oh, I'm going to make you fall in love with me, you little bitch. I am the professor here. I don't know. I, I I like that little nod to his character, and that like every every death she really sees more and more of the people around her. Yep. So uh, Tree wakes back up in the dorm, and this time she's really freaking out as she's restarting the loop. This time it's completely freaked out mentality and less of the confusion that she had the last time. Uh, she makes it back to the sorority house where her roommate Lori. She tells she has lived through the day twice already. And that that night someone is going to kill her. We see Tree boarding up the windows and blocking her door. I'll leave this place for Dan to say how could a tree use wood to board up windows when she is a tree so made of wood. Mike. <laughs> Mike. 
don't force them. They'll, they'll come. Okay. I mean, that was I was There's leaving more. room for you to do that. There's more. Let them flow. That Let one was happen. about as on par of your puns already. Look, look. I'm not saying that you didn't nail that, but I, oh I mean, god, I see it. I I got it. So alone in her room, Tree hears something and goes to investigate. The noise in the bathroom. And while her back in the is what? the bathroom, the bathroom is that oh, what you're waiting I, for? Now I understand. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is where Baby Man emerges from the bath bathroom. Baby Man, the bathroom. Thank you. And uh, he kills her. So I'll ask you this question: If a tree is killed <laughs> on a college campus and no one's around to hear a scream, does she make a sound? If a tree's killed in the bathroom. <laughs> How big's the bathroom? And what kind of tile are we talking? Are we talking subway? Are we talking granite countertops? We Blaster? talking linoleum? Who the fuck wants to know? <laughs> Who's asking? Who are you? Who are you? Okay, so the the, the, loop, <laughs> the, the the loop restarts again. <laughs> but this time, she runs from the dorm room. Carter sees her freaking out on campus. She actually confides in him this time what's going on. And the two run through the possibilities of who it is that could be killing her. Now, we see a montage of Tree investigating everyone on her possible suspect list and dying each time. I'll say this uh, montage is like one of my favorite parts of the movie. Like just yeah. how it the camera work just flows perfectly. Like especially at one point, like she gets hit in the head with a bat. And as like she's slowly falling, it transitions to her falling into the bed and waking up again. Oh, yeah. I, I loved it. I really did. I called it the multi-life montage, but super, <laughs> yeah, super fun. And it, and it raises questions, right? Because like, I think it's the third, the third go around where she takes like the barricading role. Um, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's when she like just barricades herself in, which makes sense. And I think that's consistent with what I do. But like, how many more, how many lives would it take for you to like meet her milestones? Because eventually she streaks. I think that's like the seventh or eighth time she dies. You know, she, she just starts doing things that she wants to do. You know, so like how long? Well, uh, let's pose the question. How long would it take you guys to just walk naked through campus? How many deaths? Uh, two. Two? You need to die uh, to two. walk naked Yeah, I was going to say, I, have to, I need to die first? <laughs> so I'm, I'm kind of torn between this. Because one, I would wind up doing it just to do it at some point after enough deaths. But on the contrary, it's you're trying to figure out what's going on and solve the reasoning for you to be repeating the day over and over again. So what happens when you solve your own murder and continue your life on the day you decide to streak? Because every day after that, you're just the guy who walked naked across campus. And nobody's going to ever right. believe that you were being killed every day and you were in a groundhog yeah. day situation. No one's going to believe that. So you're just that guy who walked naked across campus. No one's going to believe it anyway, whether I'm naked or not. Like the, the movie brings up this concept like many deaths later. So, yeah. Might as well go just sit on everyone's face, right? Like, I don't know. Do what do, do, do you feel. <laughs> okay. How many times would you have to die to just start sitting on people's face, Dan? Um, I have to die to I have to die? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're clearly more adventurous than I am. Well, speaking of sitting on faces... Uh, Carter, Carter's like really feeling her, right? Yep. I mean, he's really pining for her for sure. Oh, God. God. I mean, damn it. You can't set yourself up for a pine. I am. Woo. I, I alley-ooped. <laughs> <laughs> I gave the assist. I'm just going to sit here quietly until we're finally done. I mean, puns have to like build naturally and grow from a small oh, sapling into God. a tree. <laughs> <laughs> I say that's the fifth. One, two, three, four. Fifth. <laughs> so uh, after a few more deaths during this montage, uh, Tree's injuries seem to be taking a toll on her. And every day she's getting weaker with every death and she collapses. I thought that was interesting that her injuries transferred to each reality every time she died. Like, do I they? Agree. Do they compound? Is it every kind of death she receives? It's like her body keeps some of those those scars internally no. or otherwise. Yeah, I, like the last one. You I, know? 
I didn't real like this was a um this was a factor of the movie that like was very interesting because it's something that I've never seen in like these style of movies before where it's like, oh, we have um consequences. Yeah, consequences <laughs> yeah, to right? like what's happening. Hey, Bill Murray just dropped the toaster and he was fine. You know, he t- he <laughs> yeah. took the fucking groundhog and ran off the cliff and he was good. Like this lady, not not so easy. Yeah, it's this when the uh, the doctor who she's been having a, an affair with shows her her X-rays of the trauma her body's been through. As she's going through the hospital investigating, she finds a baby mask in the doctor's drawer, and she's chased throughout the hospital. And the doctor is stabbed by baby man. Baby man. Baby man. As it tries to give you a bit, a bit of a red herring that he's the killer, and that's immediately squashed that. He's not. Now, with his car keys, she makes it to the parking garage and to the car to escape. She's celebrating getting away from the killer and the situation, but she's quickly pulled over by a cop who approaches the car, and he is struck by another car after arresting her. That shit got me the first time I watched this movie. I was not ready for that. Why didn't she just run him down when she got the car the first time? Like, I would have... Ran towards him and then, oops, missed him. Oh, put a bag in reverse. Go straight back. All right, go back and drive. And as soon as he hit the ground, because I'm pretty sure he fell over, I would have ran over him multiple times. I've been like, nope, we're done here. Absolutely. Uh, it's revealed that the person driving the car that struck the cop was the uh, baby mascot. The police car explodes from a leaked gasoline from the crash. And ignited the gasoline is ignited by the baby mascot with a lit candle. Yeah, the candle was just finesse. That whole, I mean, it's, yeah. it's ridiculous that you know the gas leak went all the way to the the other car, and it it was, it was silly, but like it, it was kind of a swaggy way to you know just throw the candle down, and it was fun. That cop car kill was just it was top tier, man. It was yep. sudden. It was I wasn't expecting it. I expected there to be like a kill in the jail cell after she was taken into custody. That's why I was expecting to. Yeah, same. But I, at yeah. this point, I'm thinking, you know, why is the killer so drawn to her and how is he able to find her so easily? And at this point, I also thought that he was stuck adjacently in a loop as well. You know, hmm. so they did. I think they do a good job of kind of swaying you that direction because he's always able to find her. Clearly, Tree is not anchored to this day. So hear from our sponsor, Anchor. Okay, so this scene, I really found a funny part where uh, the cop was like, have you been drinking? And she was like, if I have, would you arrest me? And he's like, yes. She's like, yeah, I'm drunk. I'm super drunk. Take me to jail. (laughs) She's like, drug, marijuana. I'm doing. I'm doing. I'm on it. I did everything because at this point in the movie, she's not. She's becoming less of a victim and more of an active participant in trying to figure out her own death. And she's. I wouldn't say she's gotten used to it by now, but she's not afraid of it anymore. So it's more about figuring it out than avoiding being killed. I'm going to ask you this: If a tree explodes. On a college <laughs> campus, and no one's around to hear it. Does she make a sound? Just the explosion. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. So the day restarts, and Carter follows her outside. Again, she tells him what's going on and proves it by telling him everything that's going to happen on campus with the characters from the previous loops before it happens. I do love that she's vindicated through Carter in this scene, like the campus walkthrough. Another great Groundhog's callback where she's able to time everything perfectly and and prove to him. Really like it. It keeps the movie light and fun. Because it's one of those things where it's like, I wouldn't call it a disconnect, but you as a viewer, you've been living this same day over and over and over again with Trey. And it kind of causes you to forget what it would be like to be an outside member of the movie like Carter or any of her roommate the sorority sisters like this is their first time experiencing that day so no matter what progress you made with that person the day before you're back to square one on every subsequent loop of a day it's a groundhog day problem so in the diner tree and carter are having a conversation 
This is where she confides in him that her mom died three years ago and they share the same birthday. And this is why her birthday is always like an unpleasant time for her. Uh, while this is going on, on the news, on the TV, in the diner, uh, there's a story about John Toombs, a suspected killer, is being held in the university hospital. And let me just say, what is the worst place to be keeping a suspected college girl murderer other than a university hospital? Yeah, a campus hospital right next door. Well, otherwise, the plot can't happen. Yeah. I see what you, you know what you give up a very solid argument. So the plot does continue on. So tree runs to Toombs's hospital room where I, I'm going to say, what kind of name is John Toombs? I mean, if you name, if you grow up with the name John Toombs, uh, you're yeah, going to murder yeah, somebody. Yeah. You're going to murder. <laughs> you're either going to be a serial killer or a grave digger or some kind of like very occupation where you're not doing great things. I could see porn star. You're either murdering people or you're murdering pussy. Or maybe like a, a microwavable pizza company. Ooh. Call yourself two. I just think of uh, Lara Croft. Like the Tomb oh, yeah. Raider. I don't know. Maybe it's like naked. Me too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about John Tombs naked for sure. Oh shit! Were we talking about Lara Croft? Yeah, me too. Oh, sorry. What, yeah, what, uh, what did what did you say? What did, at, what do you think I said? Look what, at the what time. I got to <laughs> skedaddle on out of here. Uh, so Tree runs to Tombs's hospital room, where Tombs is free, and the cop guarding him is dead, and the killer is there. I'll say a very shitty cop. Yeah, who spills ketchup all over the window like that? I mean, <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> it was all over the place. It's and also, did he just you, took a nap? <laughs> You get stabbed in the back by a guy who is in a bed. Now, why is there one cop guarding this guy? This guy is suspected (laughs) of killing six people, and you have one cop guarding him? He's not even handcuffed. He's only restrained to the bed. That's, that's, like, that's procedure 101. Standard procedure. Like, he is handcuffed to the bed. Makes me feel like Dr. Evil planned this. Like, he's just going to be protected by one inept guard. I would think standard procedure (laughs) 101 is have two cops. You would think. You would think, but there's only one cop. Budgets, man. It's all about budgets. This is overtime we're talking about, buddy. So what I did like from this is that the, the villain wasn't like a big reveal. Like, it's just kind of commonplace that. You know, oh, there's a murderer, and there he is, and he's in the hospital, and oh, yep, there he is wearing the mask. Oh, he takes it off. So it wasn't like the big reveal that typical horror movies build to, which I kind of like it, you know? Yeah, I wasn't mad about it. I was a little disappointed. I I wanted a bigger build out of it, but it it was fine. It didn't deter me from liking the movie, but I I was a little disappointed. So yeah, baby mascot man removes his mask. And it's exactly who you would have expected to be. It's John Toombs. Uh, before he can kill a tree, Carter tackles him. But Toombs snaps Carter's neck, killing him. Doesn't this uh, does, doesn't this bother anyone? Where like people snap other people's necks? Like it's it's impossible, isn't it? Absolutely not. I it's mean, not possible. No, no, no it's, it, not. it's it's actually it's. It's not incredible. Charles is like, it's easier than you'd think. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> his neck snapped like it was a twig. Yeah, well, I, I think we can safely say that John Toombs is built like an oak tree for sure. So a tree escapes, but realizing that by not resetting the day, Carter will remain dead. She restarts the loop by hanging herself, and she dies. I think this in is the, the church bell tower in the bell tower yeah. this, of the hospital. <laughs> this in yep. no small supply is like, I think the crescendo to her arc. Like she went from like complete <laughs> sorority girl, like just, just cunty person, terrible, terrible person. And now she has an opportunity. This is like, she is about to get the double tap on John tombs and she decides to hang herself so that she can bring Carter back. Yeah. I she, thought pretty cool. She she really starts branching out more, and like you can see that when she's uh, walking walking through the campus, um, 
And that that's like eight. I just want to say that. But I did love the scene where she throws the shoes in the air and that tree hugger is just like, yo, I'm a fucking D block these shoes real <laughs> 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 She bolts and she's like, oh shit. Is that that fucking Louis Vuitton? Oh, fuck. <laughs> this bitch better look good as fuck. <laughs> I tell you, she's she was never more attractive in the 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 entirety of the film than like the next two minutes, where she's just like fun, you know. Yeah, well, you know the question: if a tree hangs in the woods and no one's in around, a bell tower. And if a tree hangs in a bell tower, and no one's trying to hear it. This makes sense. Okay, so the tree re- the day restarts. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> the tree restarts. The tree restarts well, the tree today. did restart, actually. Yeah, that's true. And uh, Tree is happy to see Carter alive back in the dorm room as the loop restarts again. I will say I love this whole sequence that she is she's able to plan out this entire day at this point, like to a T. Yeah, she's uh, seen helping all the familiar faces we've seen along the way. She. Helps talks to the goth guy. She signs the petition. She warns the couple of the sprinklers going on, and she puts a pillow underneath the head of the uh, the frat guy that's collapsing during his hazing. And she tells Tim, the guy that she had taken a couple of dates with, that she knows he's gay and just be who you want to be, and it's all fine. And he looks happy to hear that. So, like like you were saying before, it does show her growth as a character. She's more branching out as some would say mm-hmm. into a more generous and not so selfish person she also does that um chocolate milk pour on top of danielle's head yeah she does it's a good one yeah it was it was and, and it was like the last thing that the last thing that she did before like we really get into the thick of it and it was really like the cherry on top of yeah. everything and and like it's one, it's it's milk. That's gross. But two, it's sugary chocolate milk. Oh my goodness. Talk about a mess. Mm. Hey, Kappas don't drink chocolate milk. Yeah, but I I mean I like to think that they pour it on each other from time to time. Uh-huh. But but guys, cherry, like a cherry tree. Get it? Yep. Yeah. That's just as that's a stretch. It was a stretch, <laughs> but I, I went for it, god damn it, and it's there. Um, I don't count that one. Yep. Nope. Because there was no build up. You just said you you might as well have just said, hey guys, a cherry tree. Hey guys, a cherry tree. There yeah. it is. That did it work? No. No. Fuck. Might All, continue. Right. All right, we'll try the next one. So Tree tells a professor that she's gonna be ending their affair. And at the sorority meeting during lunch, where she dumps the chocolate milk on Danielle, uh, Carter comes to bring her a bracelet, like we've seen in the previous loops, and she kisses him, and they agree to go out on a date for her birthday that night. However, this time, this is the first time we see Tree's father. She meets him for lunch that they had been planning that every day previously she'd been bailing on. She finally opens up to him about all her feelings about missing her mother and why she's been such a, her words, bitch lately. The two bond over that and it seems like their relationship is taking a turn for the better. Yeah, uh, I didn't come here to feel. Yeah, uh, it was just, <laughs> there was just some feels that uh, you're not ready for. No, the uh, movie takes a, a sudden upswing and I'm like, oh, okay, the feels. <laughs> Oh, high emotions. I wasn't expecting to see you here. But I think this was like the good capping point to her character, too. Oh, absolutely. But like you said, yeah, it was so far. It's been kind of like a a campy, fun horror movie. And all of a sudden it's getting to the serious like feelings of this is a I've been such a bad person. I miss mom. I'm so sorry. It was really like heavy handed laying on thick with the feels. Uh, but that night, Tree goes back to the hospital and winds up holding the guard up for his gun. Yeah. Stick it to the man. Stick is the key word in that for anybody who <laughs> yeah, missed it. Yes. Yeah. yeah okay. Yes. She confronts Tombs and after a fight, she shoots him and kills him. Time to a blackout that's been happening every day at 9.23 at night. Back in her room, her and Carter are together. 
They share a sweet moment together, celebrating her birthday. But she would not be able to go home after like killing him. Oh, absolutely fucking not. Why has she not been arrested for literal murder? Doesn't matter. Doesn't uh, matter that he was a murderer. She literally murdered this individual. There's no camera in the in his room stating that she did not undo his restraints. There's absolutely no reason she would not be held for questioning. Probably arrested for literal murder. And and why were there only three bullets in that gun? Why were there three bullets? Oh, yeah. uh-huh. I th- there's that cop had a story to tell, and it wasn't a good one. <laughs> yeah, he fired a, a couple uh, <laughs> desk shots before. A couple so. desk pops. <laughs> They're seasonal. He left out, uh, you know, as her and Carter hanging out there. You know, she finally finally get, takes the chance and eats the delicious cupcake that her roommate gave her. Yeah, I, I was, I'm, I was totally stumped when she woke up. Like, I, I, uh, it, uh, <laughs> I, I was um, very confused. I, I genuinely thought that she just couldn't escape it. Like, it didn't click to me at this point. Oh yeah, me too. I thought it was a fun kind of sixteen candles ending. Which is what I think they were going for. And then it's like, but wait, there's more. Wait, how many candles? I think there was only one candle, actually. One. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks. So uh, after waking up in this familiar setting, so I'm going to ask you this question. If a tree dies for unknown reasons on a campus and no one's around to know why, does it make a sound? Nope. (laughs) Uh, So tree goes back to her room and starts... Packing all her stuff and freaking out. And this is when her roommate tries to once again give her the cupcake for her birthday. Slowly, it is now that Tree realizes that her roommate had poisoned her with the cupcake and that she had died in her sleep. And this was the first time that she ate the cupcake. And this is why she's never died in her sleep before. What? Yeah, that big reveal. That genuinely shocked me. I I was very surprised. It's nice that. It's nice when movies like this have layered endings that make sense and and kind of tighten up some of the plot holes, kind of fill in those holes. Because she, she's basically able to ascertain from all of this that she was killed by both of them at different times. Like sometimes it was Lori and sometimes she was killed by John Toombs, which makes sense because he was always able to find her and it would not make any goddamn sense that John Toombs would always be able to find her when she barricaded herself, for instance, or at the party. So, I I did like that. But do we know it was ever Toombs? Because like the way I took this was, it was always Lori that killed her, and that. Well, there was a scene of Lori, uh, like putting the mask over Toombs, and I think it was just like uh, a couple of times, like she was leaving the hospital. I think any, and I'm, we don't know if there were any other hospital. Moments, because I think it's safe to assume that, you know, we don't see all of the loops that she mm, goes yeah. through. So I, I imagine just uh, since Lori worked at that hospital and Tombs being there was a good way. Is I think any time that uh, Tree never took the cupcake with her, Tombs was her backup in case she couldn't get to her. Well, at the, at at the very least, her her her, uh, her scapegoat. But. But yeah, yes. so probably almost every time was Lori. But I mean, it just it leaves the possibility that Tombs was involved other times. But but yes, probably Lori for the most part. So Tree confronts Lori. And the motive was that Lori was actually in love with the professor that Tree had been sleeping with. Uh, the two get into a fight and Tree kicks Lori out the window and it kills her. Another uh, reason why uh, Tree should have been arrested, because as far as anyone else knows, Tree shoved Lori out the window and there's no evidence that. Uh, Absolutely. Yes. That shows that Lori was doing Thank some you. shady shit. This is, this is Tree's story. God damn it. She does what she wants. I mean, these cops have literally proven throughout multiple realities that they are super casual about Tree being involved in literal murder. So, like, who the fuck did it? Oh, it's Tree. Oh, Tree? Oh, shit. She can do whatever the fuck she wants. Go ahead. Tree's my bitch. I love that bitch. Yo, you want some heroin, Tree? Yo, we got some heroin in the car if you want it. (laughs) We have it in the evidence locker. We just planted on people, but we could just give it to you. you. We'll we'll put it in the needle for you. 
don't tell the captain for us, okay, Tree? Nah. <laughs> we love you. So we see Tree and Carter immediately after a self-defense killing. They're in a diner, casually enjoying each other's company, where he tells her that her situation reminds her him of Groundhog Day, which she's never heard of, and also she's never heard of Bill Murray. Who's Bill Murray? Hey, I've never hit a kid before. And this is the only time I wanted to watch Tree get killed for not knowing either one of those things. <laughs> if a tree doesn't know who Bill Murray is and everyone's around, the, does, does everyone, everyone kick, kick her ass? The trees? <laughs> I didn't know where that sentence was going, but I'm glad that Chris took the reins and was like, this is where we're going. <laughs> so Tree wakes up the next morning and Carter plays a joke on her. That the day's repeating because he goes through the same motions that she's been through every day. But he quickly tells her it's actually the next day. And it was a joke. And the two kiss on the bed. Good joke. Good good and trauma joke. That's the movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the, 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 I've always like said and known that the best way to start a new relationship is attempted tra- to traumatize your partner on your second day together. It's just a prank, bro. Just a prank, yeah, bro. It's just a prank, bro. Yeah, awesome. Uh, uh, thanks for the summer. Like, yeah, I. This movie was a wild ride. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Um, I, if I'm gonna go into cinematography real quick, I, I cinematography, cinematography, and special effects. I, I think, I think this movie was really fun and playful. I think it it had a lot of really interest. Uh, not interesting, but it, they had a lot of good solid shots. And like I said, they they had they played around with that like. Uh, not another teen movie style. It, it's so typically college movie. I don't know. They, they did a good shot. They had all this, all similar shots and everything. And then the the montage was really fun when they had her go through different uh, deaths and the way the camera fell and everything. I, I, it was well done. And there wasn't a lot of special effects because they weren't really needed. It was just, you know, a stab here, a stab there, here, stab there, a stab there, a stab there. I think that my favorite thing with the cinematography is that especially in the early on, uh, like the early loop, she went through like maybe it was like second or third when she was really kind of confused and kind of freaking out about it. Like the camera kind of shook a bit Mm. and really kind of put you in her shoes a bit and just, you know, uh, uh, yeah, you know. (laughs) Yeah, 100 percent. I think they they had a lot of fun, I think, setting this thing up and, and actually playing with that style of movie which uh you know they, they blended a lot of different the genres of, of horror thriller things going on in here so it, it was a lot of fun um i think for for sound and, and music i the like i said the, the music was it was just on par it, it was they used the same music as you would have seen in like an american pie movie or something like that you know like it it, it especially when she's walking through the campus and the sun's out, the birds are chirping, stuff like that. And then um, on her like third run through and she's starting to freak out, then you start hearing like the the crazy warped sounds and like mm-hmm. the it's a combo between the 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 warp sounds and like the 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 happy go lucky music. It, it it was awesome. I think they did a really good job at keeping the pace with the movie and finally showing you like the the, the switch in, in her brain where she's like, Okay, this isn't just a, a fluke, this isn't a dream, this is actually happening to me every single day. Yeah, no, I liked it. Kind of took the, the the typicalness that you that you know mentally you're you make synonymous with movies like that. You know the the quick, fast paced kind of college campus with all its quirkiness, like we talked about. And then yeah, by the by the third and fourth iterations, like you know all they did was warp it and kind of me, seem more sinister than it was. Uh, it, it was a good build uh, from an audio standpoint. Yeah, uh, I agree, and. I don't really have much else to do. I think if I'm going to just lump in, sometimes we lump in like acting or, or whatever. I, I I just I I do want to applaud everybody in this film. Every, every piece of acting that that I saw in this was was great. I wasn't thrown off by any of the characters. They all had a specific role to play, and they played it all very well. And I, I really enjoyed that piece of this. So, and with that, I, I think I'm ready to move over to the spoopy meter. Well, I'm happy to oblige you. Um, so we're going to keep it nice and simple this week. Nice, nice spoopy meter. You know, every time you say nice and simple, <laughs> I get worried. <laughs> I've trained you well, sir. <laughs> uh, so, Tree, we saw Tree die 
about 10 times in this movie, not about uh, 10 times in this movie. Uh, these deaths, I like to actually, I, I nickname them as Timbers. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> That's that, that, that one was actually good. <laughs> All right. That you finished good, strong. Yeah. So zero to 10 Timbers, how many would you guys give this? Yeah, I got to say it's a uh, it's spoop, spoopy meter wise, like actual scaredness wise. I, besides the, the sudden jolt of the car hitting the police officer next, because I just did not expect that 100%. Um, I don't think there was a lot of fear from this movie and, and I'm, I'm going to give it a a very low uh, timber rating at the moment. It's going to be like a nice one, one timber uh, if that it's, but uh, I I will say that overall, I, I, I liked this movie a lot. I I really enjoyed my time with it and it was, it was easy to watch. It was, it kept me coming back. I I wasn't straying too far away from the screen. I I had a really good time watching it. I want to give it a good old, Eight with an eight timbers with an asterisk, only because I don't know. I guess I don't. I wasn't scared, and like the actual horror portion of this was just like the. It was just the killer, but they played it off so playfully. I guess that it it took it it took away from me, and I don't know. Like it was hard for me to put this in like the horror genre entirely. I, like I get where it's going, and I get where it's coming from, like that thriller mass killer kind of thing. But I, I don't know. This one just felt different. It, it just didn't have that ominous like oh no he's coming to get you and you very well may die. The, the answer was no, she is going to die over and over and over again. So it kind of took away that like anxiety of, of death because of how many times she died. But I, I, I enjoyed it. Nonetheless, I, I would, I would watch it again. It's, it's very fun. So, uh, spooky wise, I agree. Nothing too scary about it. Uh, I'm going to give it a, a solid two timbers, so may, mainly for just uh, the cop getting run over that made me jump, and just the couple moments where it was just super tense, especially in the beginning when she was uh, walking towards like that that bridge and there's that little like carousel thing on the ground. Like a lot of good tense moments, but nothing really scary. So, yeah, I'll give it like a, a two timbers overall. I really enjoyed this movie. Um, when I saw that Mike had uh, put it on the list, I was excited because I've seen I've seen this one and I've seen the uh, sequel. Uh, enjoyed both of them. It it's hard, but it's not hard. But I didn't still didn't take away how much I liked it. I loved how it was shot. I I loved the all the comedy moments in it. I loved how intricate some of her deaths were, and it was just an all around just fun movie. So I want to give it a I'm gonna give it a good. Uh, uh, you know seven and a half eight timbers yeah i think i'm right on board with your guys' two ratings uh spoopy wise one timber because it wasn't scary really the only one that can be argued for being scary was her first death when she gets attacked in the alleyway and she's drawn in by the music box that's your typical horror fair the cop getting killed was kind of like your false ending where you think that, and she thinks that she's broken free of the cycle, but quickly those hopes are squashed and she's got to repeat the day and be right back in her situation. Uh, overall, I really like this movie. It's was a surprising movie when it came out to me, at least because typically these PG 13 horror movies are, there's a lot of them that come out in abundance and, it's not what I typically look for, but it came out during the time of Movie Pass, where I was just just trying to find an excuse to get to a theater. Uh, overall, I give it eight and a half timbers because it turns the horror genre on its head. And I always like the time warp movies or time loop movies like Groundhog Day and Edge of Tomorrow, where the character grows with every subsequent loop while they're trying to figure out how to overcome this situation. So definitely check out the sequel if you like this movie and hopefully they make a third one. I don't think the second one did as well as this one, but I know the stars of the these movies like Jessica Roth are down to make a sequel. Yeah, so uh, don't have a whole lot of original thought on this one. Super fun movie. Super fun movie to watch. This is one that you can watch easily over and over again. Um, I, I tend to stray, um, in that it's, it's, it focuses heavily on the horror. I don't think it really does. Um, you know, that there are parts that are creepy. I'm going to give it maybe a one, you know, one timber for spoopy. Uh, and it, yep, it's, it's the cop scene that got me a little bit. That's about it. 
Um, other than that, it's a fun, pretty upbeat, pretty funny movie. Um, the slasher element is there, but it's pretty light. So as a horror uh, fanatic, I- I'm probably going to go with like a six, six and a half uh, Timbers overall. But it is a fun movie. That rating doesn't necessarily reflect that I how, how I feel about the movie, just rather that it's a, you know, just more of a fun movie than a horror slasher. Spoopy wise, I I thought that it was pretty tense. I thought that they did a good job with um, the beginning scenes. Like it was supposed to be more horror based. And I think that they did a good job conveying that and then slowly turning it into like kind of a more goofy, almost comedy feel kind of straight away from the horror, which is what it should have been doing. But even like the last scene when they were fighting with um, John Toombs, that that was that was pretty suspenseful for me. Like I was like, oh my gosh, is she gonna die again? Because she was dying. Like it was like it could happen at any minute. So I'm not gonna give out high rating, but I would give it maybe like a three or a four, just because I think they did a good job with the atmosphere. But I don't like it doesn't particularly scare me. Just kind of made me jump at certain points and be like, uh oh, what's gonna happen? Because there was so much death uh, that was certain for her to happen. And then overall, I, I would give this like a seven or eight. I think it's so much fun. It's such a fun movie. It's if you like that kind of groundhog feel like, yeah, it's been done a lot. But I, I just think it's a really fun thing for um, writers and directors to play around with. And this movie did a great job with it. So, yeah, like seven or eight and definitely go watch it. Yeah, I think it's a consensus. I think this was a, a, a nice easy win for us it was a it was a fun movie and it's definitely something that i, I like to I like to put my own little subcategory of horror movies and it's uh would carmella watch it and she did not watch it with me but she could which is not easy because she uh is terrified of everything so uh with that i will say uh i want to thank andrew cavanaugh for our intro and outro music uh, i want to thank connor mcleod for our artwork you can see all the descriptions inside of the uh, episode description um i want to thank travis for editing and i uh you know really really enjoyed the season so yeah stick around come back and uh chris uh what tree related thing would you like to say to the people thanks for stopping by and having a horrible time I'm all shook up. Is that how Parkinson sounds, guys? <laughs> I imagine that's how Parkinson sounds. <laughs>